Good evening, everybody. It's Wednesday, it's eight o'clock, and it's time to welcome you back once again to the Tom Broadbent Lounge. We've got plenty in capital letters there to chat about this evening. We've got Yorkshire draws, EFL trophy losses, and Saturday previews. There's also the small matter of collectively laughing at Ellis and trying to forget the result of our first TSTBL versus STFC You Know The Drill, which was released on YouTube this week. But first, before we get into all that good stuff, let's introduce this week's guest. She's no stranger to the lounge, and she's no stranger to scoring goals in the red and white of Swindon Town Football Club. Hot off a 6-0 thrashing of Sherbourne in the FA Cup, and right on the cusp of 50 goals for STFC, she's Swindon Town Women's Football Club's hot shot number nine, and she's also an official TSTBL-sponsored athlete. This evening, we are joined by the inimitable Annie Colston. Annie, welcome back to the lounge. How are we doing? That was very cute. I, <laughs> um, I'm good. I tried to... <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How are yeah, you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. I uh, was trying to forget the, the you know, the drill result until it got released this week. And uh, watching it back, I think, you know, we did take an absolute pasting. But other than that, I'm not doing too bad. That's good, that's good. So let, let's let's introduce a bit of the panel first. We have got Ellis uh, joining us a little bit late. I think he was uh, boxing or just busy skying balls over the crossbar for a laugh or uh, whatever he was doing. Um, we have got with us tonight, we've got Daz, Daz, Annie, Annie, Daz. Good evening, Annie. How are you doing? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Having, uh, having watched the clips, um, have you... Um, taken no notice of how uh, the Sir Tom Broadbent lads um, did? Uh, I will try and stay well clear of their techniques at the weekend, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Definitely. Well, we'll get on to that, but uh, you can keep the pace in just for Ellis, please. Exclusively, Ellis Tate, he's not here to defend himself, so get it all out of your system. Um, we also, we've also got Charlie with us, so Charlie, Annie, Annie, Charlie. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was watching the um, video the other day. What did you think, mate? Ellis, mate. Ellis needs to get better. He does need to get better. Um, we'll, we'll get on to, you know, the drill in a bit, in a bit but um, I'm hoping he joins us for the absolute battering he's about to get because uh, he deserves... Oh, here he is, actually. So uh, he's here to defend himself now, so it's free game. Oh, um, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Ellis, mate, how's it going, mate? Um, yeah, wonderful. So I'm a little bit late. I was um, getting punched in the head. Well, you're either getting punched in the head or you're falling on your head. It's one of the two, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I, I've got a lot of stick over the past couple of days. I mean, rightly so. Um, I just want to put it out there. I was having an off day. Um, my, it's, it's my defence. I'm, I'm not normally that bad. And I think the one shot probably out of, what, what was it, 10 that I had, was was world class, um, and also my diving header. If that would have gone in, that would have probably been the best best goal of of the day. So look, my I was having an off day, but I'll be back. Don't worry about that, mate. I need to see your defence lawyer. That was quite good. That um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's let's kick off with um, let's kick off with the last STSC Women's Football Club game that you played in Annie. So. Um, I think it's almost good luck the last weekend's league fixture with Selsey was postponed because that means we can get our teeth stuck into an FA Cup thumping. And it's this time it's for the right team. Uh, Annie, take us back to the visit of Sherbourne to Foundation Park. I mean, a couple of goals for Holly Beckesson uh, and Meg Jarvis, as well as you get your 49th in, in red and white. A goal that I actually thought was your 50th. Uh, so, you know, I'm apologising right now for the premature post, but don't worry that awaits in drafts for this weekend. So what do you remember about the game? Was it a classic straightforward cup tie against a side from a lover's tier? Uh, were you sort of subconsciously aware of banana skin in the cup, a little bit like the lad's face that weekend as well? It feels like ages ago since the game. Um, but no, you, we knew that they were going to put up a fight. Um, there was a bit of noise going into the game where... They said that they were going to come and, and batter us and, you know, they, they were up for it just as much as we was. And um, I think we had more joy in the second half. They were quite <clears> hard <throat> to play through in the first half. But um, I think 
their tired legs sort of helped us out in the second half. But we played well as a team and it was good to just get the confidence and the spirit up looking for this weekend as well. Mm. I mean, you say that it was, you, you struggled in the first half, Tad. Um, I mean, you hit the bar two minutes in, which I thought, you know, at least I wasn't at the game, but following along and, and reading through the reports and watching the highlights and stuff. It almost set the tone for the 90 minutes in my mind. I think you guys came out of the, the traps really quite quickly. Um, it was almost a bit of a bombardment on the Sherborne defence for at least 25 minutes until the first goal went in. Uh, when the first goal goes in, obviously you scored two more before half-time, 3-0 at the break. It, it doesn't seem as if they came with, you know, a, a mentality of believing that they were going to batter you because they took an absolute batter in themselves. I think we just knew that we had to like go for it straight away mm. um, and just sort of turn up and show them that we're not going to... You know, it's it's hard when you are playing um, a team in the the league below, you do go in as favourites and sometimes that can hinder you. Mm-hmm. But uh, we just use it to our advantage and just knew that we had to go in strong. We needed to get a good couple of goals in the first half to set a tone for the second half and I think we executed the plan really well. And yeah, it worked in our favour. Mm. I mean, I appreciate, obviously, it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, but can you remember what the manager's instructions were going into the second half? Obviously, 3-0 up. Was it a case of, you know, more the same, just try and rack up the goal-scoring numbers? Because I suppose when you go into a, the half-time 3-0 up against the side in the lower tier, that, that must at least subconsciously sort of relax the girls, um, you know, I'd imagine you go out and play with a bit more freedom in the second half, knowing that you're, you're almost home free. Yeah, like I said, um, the second half, they had tired legs, so we started to work the ball better through the middle, sort of cutting them open. Um, but half-time, it was just keep going the way we were going and not to, you know, rest on our laurels and 3-0 in the first half, mm-hmm. um, but just keep going and keep trying to score, and just make sure that there was no way that they could get back into the game. Mm. Well, you said there, keep keep trying to score. Obviously, you did score in the second half. Um, so your 49th goal in the red of Swindon Town. Talk through it. Can you remember it? Uh, I can, yeah. Um, I think it was Lanes. She crossed the ball, like always. Mm-hmm. Standard. Um, I ro- yeah, I rolled the defender and then scored with my left foot, actually. So, yeah, it was... It was good, and I've never tried to score another goal so hard in my whole life. I think I headed the ball about 50 times, and I never <laughs> had the ball, so that speaks for itself. <laughs> but I Honestly, when I saw the goal, I think the tweet must have been something like mentioning the 50th goal. So as soon as I've seen that, I just assumed, I mean, I assume you're, you're Annie Goldston for a reason. Like I assumed it was the 50th goal went in, so I've gone on to various different sites to find pictures and and try and make a little collage and uh yeah all that effort for nothing so i appreciate you not scoring another goal that's really great of you (laughs) so uh hopefully you can use it this weekend fingers crossed yeah well i'm sure i'm sure so obviously bournemouth this weekend at the county ground um we we head into second round of the cup uh obviously tabletop in bournemouth coming to swindon Bournemouth uh, are currently top of the FA uh, WNL Southwest. Nine wins from possible nine. They're sure to put a stern test up on Sunday. Um, but the FA Cup, I guess, is all about the upsets, isn't it? That's why we love it. So what are your thoughts heading into Sunday? Are you, are you looking forward to the challenge? Obviously, we've, we've, we've played them this season already. And it, it wasn't by far or by any means uh, an absolute landslide. No, I think... We've got a lot of confidence going into the game. The game that we previously played, we lost 3-2 and it was they had two very suspicious penalties, which were never penalties. So mm. um, I don't feel like they, they broke us down um, at all. I don't feel like they were the better team. Uh, we should at least walked away with a point. So we've got a lot of confidence going into the game. We're working really hard in training and I we are going to give our absolute all to get through to the next round. And I hope we bloody cause an upset because I think we deserve it. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned there, obviously, two suspicious penalty shouts um, in the last game against Bournemouth. Now, I don't know this for sure, but I'm assuming in the FA Cup, you probably get a bit of a, 
a, a share of referees from higher divisions, I, I would assume. So, obviously, you would expect at the county ground on Sunday you'd see a little bit better officiating. Um, aside from those dubious penalties, what do you think you're taking from the, the league fixture you played earlier in the season against Bournemouth into Sunday? Are there, is there confidence you, you know, there's not a, a difference in class, there's just a, as you mentioned, a difference in luck? Is it we're at home, we're playing on the big pitch, we're in the big, you know, we're in the uh, counting round this week? There's surely there's confidence there that you can use from that last match. Yeah, I, I think it's all the things you just said. And I, I keep saying it, but I think the belief that we have as a team that we can go and win, I think that's going to really help us out. Because if you don't go in believing you're going to win, then you're not you're not going to win. So yeah, the girls the are, yeah, the girls are absolutely gunning for it. And, you know, we're, we're always excited to play at the counter ground. Um, so that's going to help us and just build <laughs> better atmosphere to, to make us want to win more. Yeah, I mean, how important is it to the girls that the supporters make their way down to the county ground on Sunday? Like, does the the whole idea of playing in front of a big crowd like you've done before, does that really spur on that, you know, the extra 10% that players can go onto the pitch and and give that all and a little bit more as well? Yeah, I mean, it's so cliche, but the fans are like the, the 12th player. They mm. They get you through the game and just... It's just the small things like when you're on the counter attack and you can hear them getting louder, you, you mm. run a bit faster. Like it is crazy how how much that impacts your game. And um yeah, we're all buzzing for it. We hope that we get a good support down. Um because I think it'll be a really, really good game to watch. And if people aren't that interested, I think it'll make them more interested in the women's team. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's your plug, town fans, you know, get down to the county ground on Sunday. Uh, tickets are on sale now, so make sure you head down. Um, it's going to be a, it's gonna be a good game. Third v first in the league, but this time there's a cup place up for grabs. Um, so obviously, the FA Cup is synonymous with English football and sort of world football as well. And I think the women's FA Cup in recent years has it's been on our TVs a, a little bit more. Um, obviously, it's been around for a long time, but it's been a bit more present in in recent years. So, sort of, personally, for you, Annie, as a player and a fan, um, what would you say the FA Cup means to you? Oh, it's like the the best cup you can play in, in my eyes. Like, obviously, you got the the World Cup, but for mm. realistically, the FA Cup is is the one that you want to have a good run in, and you you know you want to get to the rounds where you start getting the bigger teams, and this is what we aspire for. I mean. We got Ellie Stripple in the team, obviously, and she played Man United when she was playing for Bridgewater and she's got Ella Toon's shirt. So it's Bloody just hell. small things like that, which may not sound big to other people, but is what we strive for. Mm. Um, and think, it keeps us going. I think even as a youngster, like, I remember playing for, when I was playing like under 15s at Fleet, um, our manager would always spur us on each pre-season stuff as we grew up and went through the ranks. Like, you know, you're two or three year groups away from now being able to play in like the preliminary rounds of the FA Cup. And it is, it's it's important for youngsters, I think, isn't it, to have that sort of almost dream to latch onto that one day, as you say, Ellie had an opportunity to go and play against Man United, which is something that not everyone can say that they've done. Um, obviously, the WSL teams enter at the fourth round, so you kind of answered the question a second ago, but does that act as like an extra motivation to progress through the rounds? Just the opportunity to play against the best in the world. Like it, it must be even obviously if you get a shirt at the end of it, that's that's cool. You can whack it on your on your wall. That's nice to have. But just to test yourself against the best in the world must be a motivation in itself. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can't imagine how Ellie was feeling, but if it was me, it would just be surreal to even be on the same pitch as some of these players that you see on the TV now, like week in, mm. week out. So we all strive for it. And, you know, there's nothing to say that it, it can't happen. If we've got the belief, then I don't see why it wouldn't happen. No, definitely not. I think you say there as well, like the opportunity to play against players that are of that, absolute world-class quality must be a really special feeling. Um, I think the closest I've ever been to that is the Paul Caddis charity game in May when I got spun by Simon Ferry and I was running after him to no avail, but I was quite enjoying the moment. I'm thinking, you know, the class difference here is silly and uh, I'm going to enjoy just getting absolutely trodden on. Um, 
let's 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 move on to sort of an elephant in the room, I guess, with the you know the drill video that went out this week. Um, so, listeners, obviously, you just did on Monday the first episode of our brand new series, uh, TSTBL versus STFC. You know the drill was thrown into the public domain. So, I mean, first up, look, what happened to? Okay, right. I'm going to mess up the lines here. First up, happened to be Annie and Co. As myself, Ellis and Gabs took on STWFC. Got out of the end. Uh, Gaffer Richwood put us all through our paces as we attempted to put our shooting boots on uh, and get the first win of the season under our belts. Now, that didn't quite happen, did it, Ellis? No, no not at all. Um, <laughs> nothing seemed to go to plan. Nothing. Um, I mean... Look, if anyone has watched the video, can um c- can preach that I may not be the most talented footballer in the world. Um, well, your dad does, doesn't think so, does he? Oh no, I mean, look, he's, I've got very supportive parents. So he he basically <laughs> just called me useless. Um, but you know, you you can't if you watch the video, you can't argue with that. Look, like I'm saying, I had an off day. Um, but. Yeah, if you haven't, if you haven't watched the video, go and watch it now. You get to watch me almost snap my neck in half um, going up for a bicycle kick. Um, I must admit, it looks more spectacular in person. Like oh, watching it back, I looked back at it. I was like, it's not even that bad. Well, like, look, Gabs put the ball, put put the ball through. I see it coming. I'm like, look, I'm I'm not I'm not getting up for a header for that. I think the only other option is a bicycle kick. I jump for it. And as I'm going up, I've, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, right, I've got this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is going to be class. And the cl- the closer the ball got, the the quicker I realised that I wasn't getting this ball. Then the ball went past me and then I thought, right, how am I going to land this? Um, couldn't get my hands out in time and ended up just using my head as a support to catch me. Um and yeah, the 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 rest is history. I mean, I think Joe, we've we've agreed that for every future video that we do, I've got to attempt a bicycle kick. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think look, the only way's up. Um, I only I only scored one. I got taken out by by the keeper on my one on one on my first first try. I put uh, the ball. Great Kazir of the STFC uh, development team absolutely smashed you. And she did yeah, she... as well. She she had some great saves um, in the video. Uh, so, I mean, she's probably helped herself with the, the challenge to get Emily McGrogan's shirt just purely yeah, from absolutely breaking your leg. Absolutely. I mean, she saved my free kick, my first one. Um, I yeah, think my little t- sister could save your free kick, though. Well, yeah, here we go. Um, it wiped me out. I then put Put all the uh, all the shots over the bar. It was yeah. just like it was comical. Um, but yeah, the one the one guy scored was world class. Um, Joe, let's move on to you. I mean, let's talk about your double slip. I mean, to be fair, that's that's not fair. That's not fair. I can't start <laughs> there. Like, look, I was happy with how I played. I thought the the free kick wasn't that bad. It was a bit central. Good Travella uh, yeah. goal. Yeah. A uh, couple of good shots, and then yeah, just just fell over running back. It's not the end of the world, mate. At least it didn't break my neck. You were like um, a salmon on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> stop it. It wasn't that bad. Look, we just. I tried for the header as well. I went down, and I was like, oh, I can at least salvage a header here. So I tried to flop up and like, and get ahead on it, but it wasn't graceful. But it's a good place to start. I scored three goals, Ellis. So I'm taking that, mate. I mean, I scored one, but you could argue mine was the best one. Um. <sighs> Look, I look, you... I, I, I knew coming off the back of it, I was bad. But watching it back, yes, um, on Monday, I was like, Jesus, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually terrible. Like, it's, it's actually harder to, to do what I done to put the ball over the bar. The amount of times I did, it's harder to do that than to get them on target. And I just, I don't, uh, I don't even know. It, it's just people would say that, mate. That's, that's complete bullshit. You just say you tell yourself that to make yourself feel better, aren't you? Yeah, I was just, <laughs> I just hate, I hate myself after that. I'll stick uh, to boxing, I think. Yeah, mate, that, that is the wisest advice you could possibly give yourself. I'd say, but <laughs> you, you'll have more opportunities to make a mug of yourself. Don't worry about that. Yeah, um, Annie, obviously, your team took the win home with you. Um, 
what were your thoughts on, on one the sort of the the drill um and also your thoughts on your performance as a team and as a collective i mean you guys did all right i mean i don't think there was any doubt that we were going to win <laughs> you guys were giving us loads of sticks saying you were going to win no no chance wow. i literally said i think before we went before we did the video i said to you and rich something about um because we were at Bebersbrook, obviously, for the, the, the town training ground. I looked at you and I was like, oh, thank God it's not Jake Young. And you looked at me like, I sort of did it for a bit of a nibble, but you looked at me at, like with this pure <laughs> anger. I am fucked up here. Well, look, it, it was, to be fair, it was closer than I thought it was going to be. But the fact that we, we well, I, I had my last go and it wasn't even possible to... um to to get a draw i think i had to score my diving header to make it even possible for a draw and uh the fact that like that can even happen it just shows how big of a gap there was yeah I mean, there was a gap a, a big gap but no i really enjoyed it and the girls loved it as well um i thought it was class to be a part of and i forgot just how funny it was <laughs> until i watched it back and oh i was just cracking up and the amount of people that said to me, how has Ellis not snapped his neck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you did it. Well, look, it's, uh, I'm I'm pretty used to getting punched and stuff. So I, I think I've built up a tolerance to it. But um, it definitely looked worse in slow motion. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ask the powerless. I put, I put on my notes, sort of, Addy, if you had to pick the best and worst performances on the day, I mean, who would you go for and why is Ellis the worst and who is your best? <laughs> it's a no-brainer. Ellis was definitely the worst. No, no, no. <laughs> Hang on, we've also got, we've got the gaffer Rich Wood in the listeners. Rich, add a comment, mate. Tell us who you think, as the manager of STWSC, who performed best in that drill and who was the worst and give us a reason as to why that was Ellis, please. Well, look, look Joe, if, we, if we're going off entertainment factor, I'm at the top. So like, I'm taking that. I, I, I made the video enjoyable. Otherwise, it's just Annie scoring goals. And we see that every week anyway. So They're yeah, boring. Exactly. Wow. See... Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm not going to lie. I, I think if I was to look at the best performances, I think Annie... Obviously, very composed finishes. Um, I think the best goal in that entire video actually was Ellie's, uh, Ellie's volley. It was an absolute corker. It was so calm, collected, just stroked the ball home. Um, and I'm really happy that it got put into slow motion as well so I could watch it over and over again. Because I think technique-wise, <laughs> that was beautiful. And it showed us up for the absolute mugs that we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, it just shows the massive gap in skill. It's like, we just we we never was gonna stand a chance anyway, were we? But it was just, I mean, the fact that I went twice as well probably probably didn't help. I think maybe Joe. Yeah, who made that twice. decision, by the way? Huh? Who made that decision? Because that was not smart. I think you made it. Oh shit! Because I said I I I warned everyone. I said I'm not good. Don't put me twice. And you were like, no, you 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 you're the youngest. You can go twice. I said, well, fine. And um. <laughs> Look, at least, look, I keep saying it, I scored the best goal of the day. I I, I mean, Daz, Charlie, j jump in here, lads. Help us out, because obviously I'm biased towards, towards Ellis being the worst. But Charlie, <laughs> who was the best performers? Who was the worst? And who do you think scored the best goal as well? Ellis, I, I, don't, I don't want to put you down here, mate, but that, that wasn't brilliant, was it? <sighs> like, I, I was having an off day, okay? I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't myself. I'll be back. Pro prove every everyone wrong next episode, and I'll take well, that statement back. Don't worry about that. I will. <laughs> uh, Daz, what about you, mate? Um, obviously, you've seen the video. Yep. We've had a laugh at Ellis's expense over and over <laughs> again over the last few days. Um, what were your thoughts? I mean, as a group, I think me and Gab said, all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought Gabs was pretty good, and Ellie should stick to the poetry. Um, <laughs> the, the, the women's manager, well, um, Mr. Wood, brilliant. I thought he was very good. 
You thought he was very good? I, yeah. I, well, I, he, I, honestly, first time I met Rich in person as well, and I know he's listening, so I feel a bit awkward saying this, but lovely bloke, um, <laughs> really nice guy. I think the, the women have got a, a really good coach and a really good uh, bloke that's going to be supportive for them this season and has got a plenty of good ideas. Um, obviously, it's coming to fruition in terms of results for the club as well, so doing a stern job. Um yeah, uh, like I say, yeah. Addy, I, I don't want to stick on this for too long, but uh, yeah, I, I've, but Joe, I'm, I'm not embarrassed that we've lost because we should have lost, but I'm embarrassed in your performance and um, Annie oh, you're should, embarrassed. should have scored six goals, so uh, it's poor from you as well, really. <laughs> I felt the pressure, all right. I think we should have had a second take. <laughs> we didn't, be, we didn't even, did we have one practice? We Yeah, we had one practice go before filming and then went straight into it. No, like, no, no takes whatsoever. Like, trust me, if we if we had takes, that that would have been the first thing getting taken out. But yeah, look, at the end of the day, the only ways up, I can't, it, it is impossible for me to be any worse than I was. So, next video, we're going to see a vast improvement from myself. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, so for anyone that hasn't watched the challenge, uh, make sure to head over to our YouTube channel and check out the video, the drill video. Uh, let us know what you think. If you enjoy the content, make sure to like and subscribe to the channel. That's my, my new line. I feel like a YouTuber now. Uh, <laughs> if you don't like the content, just skip to 1 minute 30 seconds into the video and enjoy it for about 5 seconds. Oh, Trust you me, know, it's you worth know the timestamp as well. Of course I know the timestamp, mate. Everyone <laughs> in my office has been told to watch it. <laughs> oh, no. Can't um, do that. So, <laughs> this episode, it, it may have ended in lounge defeat, but fear not, we shall return. Uh... Not to be bullish, but I think that the next episode's opponents may come as a little bit of a surprise. Mm, uh, yeah, I've got, look, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that. I'm yeah, not... it'll be a, it'll be a tough one, but you know we've got to get we've got to get the points back on the board. Um, Absolutely. Rich has commented here saying Tails' diving header was top, and I can't believe I hadn't mentioned that actually. I know we're moving yes. on from the challenge. That was my favourite goal, by the way. It was my favourite goal. But it wasn't. It was, my, it was against my team. Yeah, it was class. I, like, I I I tried to go for one of them, and yours yours wasn't that bad. To be fair, you it, on target. It was on target, but yeah, her finish was that. That was the best finish of the day for sure. Mm, yeah, definitely. I I cannot disagree. Um, I actually thought that that Taylor was actually really quite good across the board. Um, I said earlier on that Ellie's volley was my favourite goal. Maybe I'm being a little bit too hasty with that decision. We'll go. <laughs> We'll go with level, level on top, level on yeah. top. Um, so, look, next section. Obviously, we have got the the STFC men's first team uh, at, at the top of current matters, I guess, in terms of fan base and Twitter and socials. Not always the most positive social media content, I'd say, at, at present. Uh, the boys travelled up to Yorkshire this past weekend as they visited the Environment Stadium and took on Harrogate. Uh, 14th place, Harrogate were all opponents. The town looked to stop their rot against. Like, before we get into the game, Annie, I'd like to take your thoughts on this. Have you been through stages like the, the men are going through currently where, you know, it's not quite clicking for them? We're, we're struggling with injuries, with squad availability. We've had a run of games that we've just not been able to pick points up. It, it must be hard mentally for a player to go onto the pitch every single week after just grinding out you know, disappointing results, whether it's performances or results, it's just not going the right way. How do you cope with that personally? Uh, yeah, I've been through that. Um, it's it's tough. It's tough mentally, and it's I think the it's just tough to keep morale in the team. You know, like of course everyone wants to do well, but when it's not clicking, it gets frustrating. Mm. And then obviously, the more frustrated you get, it's just the worse it's going to get. So, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a rough patch, but I'm sure they'll get through it soon. Yeah, I think we've started to see, especially first halves, um, there's, a, there's a thing at the moment, sort of second half FC is becoming a bit of an issue. Um, it, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because there must be some sort of mentality thing, whether it's tiredness, that we haven't got the players available to us at the minute to be able to, to make changes in the second half, to be able to bring players on with the same quality, maybe experience even, to, to grind out results. 
how difficult is it for players when you know that you've got to play 90 minutes on Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, sorry, Saturday, Tuesday. If it was Monday, Tuesday, that'd be worse. But just how difficult is it even physically to have to drain your body every single three or four days of harsh exercise for 90 minutes? It must be really quite tiring at, at points and difficult to bounce back from. I mean, the worst I've done is Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is it is tiring, and it's just the the knowing that you've got such a short space to recover, and then you're back on it again. It, it, when it comes to the end of the week, you're just absolutely knackered. Yeah, I, I mean, you've got training in there as well. So obviously, you'd, you'd imagine training is just a case of recovery, but there's only so much recovery you can do, I guess. Um, so let, let's 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 have a let's touch on the game, shall we? So, town lined up as follows: uh, Murphy Mahoney in goal. Adoka Goblin Malief, Fraser Blake Tracy, Harrison Minter at the back, uh, Romeo Hutton, Liam Kinsella, Saidu Khan, Williams Kokolo, uh, Dan Kemp in midfield, Charlie Austin, Jake Young. So, I mean, who watched the game this weekend? Ellis, did you catch the game on? Was it on iFollow you caught you it on? I um, I managed to sort of catch the end of it. Um, okay. I, I, I was working, but yeah, I I, I was listening to it and I, and I managed to watch the end of it, so... I was in and out, in and out. Mm. So, I mean, everyone, freeze, jump, feel free to jump in here as well. Um, we are, I mentioned there, second half FC becoming an issue. Uh, something that's certainly not an issue at the minute is first half FC. So, yeah. sensational strike from Jake Young on 25 minutes. We could have been further ahead at half time. And I thought, by, well, I don't think you could argue, actually. I think... On the whole, with our first half, we were absolutely all over Harrogate. They had a good five minutes at the start, but other than that, we could have been 2-3-0 up at half-time. It's fine margins in a minute, isn't it, for Townsmen? Yeah. I, I, it's, it's happened in, in a lot of games recently. It's like we're two separate teams coming out. We, we come out strong in the first half. I, I, I don't know what goes on um, over half-time what was said or or the instructions being given but we come out and we just look a lot just uh, everything just seems a lot poorer like we're we're slower in possession we're we're, we're slow on the press we're we're weak in the tackles like it's just everything just seems the opposite of what we were doing now i, I, I don't know whether that's you know the other team stepping up a little bit but we just you look at the two separate halves and you think that's that's two different teams um and it's just like a team like harrogate like let's be honest they're not they're not the best team in the league by like at all they're they're a team where you should be picking up three points especially especially if you're going one nil up um if you one nil up at half time you want you want to be seeing out that game you want to be getting another goal or two um, but you know the fact that we can't do that against a team like Harrogate is concerning. Mm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, before we get our teeth into that second half, Daz, Charlie, uh, you guys, what were your thoughts? I guess at the start of the first half, we'll start with that because I thought the first half we were actually quite good. I thought we looked comfortable, we looked dangerous. Obviously, a great strike from Jake Young from about twenty-five yards out. <sighs> It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think someone on social media put that out about um, second half Swindon and first half Swindon. If if the games had finished after forty five minutes, we'd be second in the league. Yeah, Um, I thought. And it's it is exactly that. Now, I'm not sure whether it's fitness. I wonder if it's the mental capacity to think for that long. I think I think that's a lot to do with it because. Fraser Blake Tracy second half. Well, I, I don't know if he if he had his brain put in for the second half. I really don't because he just wasn't really one in it. He, he was just not at the races second half. I know you want to talk about first half. So, but yeah, yeah I mean the first first forty five minutes, it's that they're playing, they're, they're moving for each other, they're playing to space, they're making the passes, and and they're moving and it's quick. And then second half, it's as everyone says, it's, it's the complete opposite. 
As, tell you what, I think as well, on the first half, obviously, it, it was good. It was fluid. It was confident. It was attacking. We looked dangerous. I think someone that actually has come in in a very short space of time as well and, and made an improvement or an impact is actually Williams Cocolo. I think we're almost seeing a little bit of a Mandela Regbo effect at fullback, I think at least, um, from him. He's obviously, he's different to what we have with, I think, Uwakwe's got elements of what Kokolo brings. I think Kokolo's a little bit more physical um, and yeah. maybe a bit more aggressive in, in his attacking. Um, at left-back, who else have we got at left-back this season? So we've got Tyree Shade as well. I wouldn't say Tyrese is a left-back. I wouldn't say that it's a natural position for him. I think you see him sometimes get caught out in certain aspects. I just think I wasn't sure on the signing of Kokolo. I hadn't seen him much. Um Obviously, there was a lot of noise on social media about the signing, which is part and parcel, I guess, of, of what you'd expect. Mm. I've been impressed with him. I mean, Ellis, Charlie, Daz, um, what are your thoughts on him? Because I, I think he's been good in the last couple of games. Yeah, um, look, we've we've spoke about how we've been quite weak along along that left-hand side. Um We've got obviously on on the right. We've got Hutton constantly up and down the wing, putting in crosses. Um, but yeah, this this left hand side with with our wing backs, we've just been looking, we've just been missing something. And the players that have stepped up have just not quite, you know, done the job. Um, the the system that we play requires for to have quite attacking wing backs that can you know pr- progress through the thirds and hit the the opposition on the counter attack so they need to be up and down and Kokolo has got like you said Joe he's got strength and he, he's got pace as well he, he's 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 pretty rapid so to have a player that can defend solid and then you know on the counter he's attacking and um he he looks a threat. He looks he looks tricky, um, and it's it's certainly a lot different and, in my opinion, a lot better than what we've seen this season so far. Um, <laughs> and and you've got to think as well. Look, it's that it was his second game. Um, yep, he's going to have a bit of ring rust. So give it give it another three games and three or four games, and hopefully he'll be up up to full fitness. Um, and and back in in the swing of things and you know he's only going to get better yeah no i agree mate i i, I say i didn't have too many positives coming out of, of saturday i'll see jake young great goal um first half performance i put williams cocolo because i thought he was a positive now i've just put on my notes for the second half i usually have bullet points of, of every single sort of play that i thought was uh noteworthy i've just put second half woes because I think it's becoming a little bit too familiar, isn't it, Daz, of the the second half performances of recent weeks. I mean, we go into half-time on a high, come out of it, don't come out of the dressing room, early equaliser from Harrogate, and it took us a while to get back at them. Um, obviously, Kokola had a great chance on the turn, about six yards out, probably should have scored. Uh, straight the keeper, I'd say it was a good save, but either side of him, it's a goal. <sighs> Where do we start with it, or where do we where do we go into the second half and try and analyse it? Well, I think it's a sort of like the the, the, the mental weakness, you know, the the, the the fatigue fatigue mentally. Then you get the the thing that it becomes a thing, and it just boils and boils and boils. So they actually dread coming out for the second half. You know, we always used to be a second half team. You know, we were winning games in the second half. You know, we'd be polarising teams in the in the last ten minutes. That's gone out the window, and and now they just seem they don't want to come out the dressing room for the second half. And you know, apart from mental fatigue, I, I really don't know what it is. Mm. But they just don't just don't seem to want to to work for the second half. I don't know what it is, but there there's just something amiss. I, I think the word that you've used there, and I would point out as being probably the most important word, is fatigue. Um, I mentioned earlier on that obviously we haven't got that deep of a squad at the moment. We've got injuries upon injuries, and it seems to be that 
you know, the likes of poor Reese Devine, who comes back from injury, gets back into training and then injures himself again, or Jake Kane goes from injury to injury, or Tom Clayton comes back and plays a couple of games, I think he started one, made a couple of sub-appearances, and then gets a worse injury. It's, it's just, it's never-ending. And I think I saw someone, who who was talking this week, actually, about games. I think it was, I think Ped, uh, Gavi got injured for Spain, and Barcelona was saying that they were suing FIFA because the amount of football in terms of, you know, I know we haven't got players playing nationality national games every five seconds, we've got a couple but we've got cup competitions, we've got league games, literally Saturday, Tuesday, every single week. It's loading the players up with too many minutes in their legs. It's making us just vulnerable to, to muscle strains or to wearing away and just tiredness. And it's going to cause injuries. It's not safe, I don't think. I mean... Well, I, I t- I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, Joe. When your team's winning, you get very few injuries. You look at the you know Stockport top of the table. How many have they got injured on their on their on their uh, bench injured? Yeah, I think very they've got, very they've few. They've got a bigger squad than us though as well. Like, I, got... I, t- I take that, but you know the injuries are less when you're winning because you want to play because you're winning. When you start losing, all oh, that hammy that's a little bit tight is oh you know that's 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 my feeling on it. I think you know when when teams aren't doing so well, uh, they their injuries stack up and it's, it's because they don't want to play. Perhaps I'm being cynical. Uh, that's, I think, that's, that's, yeah, that's probably, I mean, to be fair, you're welcome to your opinion, mate. And obviously any opinion is, is expressed and it's, it's, it's taken. I, I just don't, I, I don't know. I think we've been unlucky with injuries, but we haven't got the squad to be able to, to actually rotate successfully. I think you look at, you mentioned Stockport, Louis Barry was smashing it for Stockport at the start of the season. He gets a, a hamstring injury, he's been out for a few weeks, and they haven't seen a drop-off at all. Um, I mean, Charlie, what, what are your thoughts, mate? Because I think the fact that we cannot rotate our squad, the likes of, you know, looking at the squad from Saturday, players like maybe FBT, maybe he needs a bit of a rest, maybe he needs a bit of a, a reset. You've got uh, Dan Kemp has played like every single minute in the league this season, bar the game he was suspended for, or... Ineligible for. Same with Charlie Austin. Charlie Austin's, you know, he's no spring chicken anymore. He's an experienced player. He's an important player for town. But can you expect a player that's played so many minutes over his career to be coming in and playing Saturday, Tuesday, 90 minutes a week? Like, it's tough. It, I mean, Charlie, Charlie, what do you think, mate? Because I, I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I think surely the. The numbers and the opportunity to to rotate it, it, it surely is affecting us, isn't it? I I was gonna say earlier uh, with all the games as well. You also we haven't seen it as much as other teams have, but you you have all that long added time minutes new rule thing now as well. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that was that's a great example. To be fair, you look at I think the FA when they announced it, um, they announced that they were gonna you know, this season, install that 13, 14, 15 minutes injury time at the end of each half due to time wasting and 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 whatnot. I think that a lot of players last year had, had wrote to the FA to express their concerns about it. So you had a lot of the Premier League players publicly go out on Twitter. You look at Rafael Varane's pinned, pinned tweet now, still, I think it's about him saying that it's dangerous for players to be playing 120 minutes a game, pretty much. You're playing like an FA Cup semi-final replay at Wembley every every league game. It's just... Yeah. It's mad. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the game's 90 minutes and you start adding 10 minutes on at half-time and then another eight at full-time. It, it, it adds up and you, you something... Because, look, let, <clears throat> let's be honest, it doesn't it doesn't really prevent time wasting. It still happens. And what ends up happening is you just end up time wasting even more in that added mi- in that added time. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't get added on to that added time, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So look, it still happens. And it just, it just ends up making the game longer. It increases the chance of injury. And it's just, it's just, it's a pain in the ass. Like it, it, for me, it just doesn't work. And what 
I, I get what they're trying to achieve, like something needs to be done, but I think this isn't the right way to go about it. No, no, I, I definitely agree. And I think, you know, going back just quickly to Saturday, I, I think someone that you look at as a prime example of sort of my argument here for players being overworked is someone like Dan Kemp. Like, yeah. obviously, Kempy's been probably arguably our best player this season. I, I would say I don't think many people would stand in my way of, of putting up a fight against that. He just didn't look himself. He, he didn't look like he was running. He didn't look like he had the energy to, you know, burst into the box or yeah. or make those explosive turns and, and get a shot off a goal that we've, we've come so accustomed to. It, well, he just looked like he was playing a different game. Well, Joe, it's not just it's not just the, the, the physical strain that it has on the player. It's the emotional strain. Like, Kemp knows that he's one of the most important players in our side. He knows mm-hmm. that he's integral to the way that we play and he's going to know that he can't switch off in the game it's going to have a toll on him knowing that he's you know one of the best players and he's got to perform yeah um to to have that playing on your mind and that plus obviously playing the game having the physical effects on the body it's it's crazy i mean like no wonder that these players are getting um are getting tired and getting worn out and it just doesn't help that we don't have a big squad it like you you'd like in an ideal world you'd like to have one or two players you know equal to the player on the pitch in terms of ability that can come mm-hmm. on and as a substitution or you know start the next game it's but we we just don't have that if if you look at our bench we've got two or three maybe players that you can that that can start the game apart from that the rest the rest are squad fillers if you like um so the, the players are just getting run down um that there's no there's no friendly competition there's no one challenging for for positions um so that can come into to play into in terms of players getting complacent Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you haven't got a, a player trying to trying to get their get their position in the starting lineup. There's there's loads of factors that come into play. Um, so it's it's interesting that you say as well about like you look at other teams' substitutions and how different they are to ours. Like at first when you said it, I was actually going to bring in like Man City as an example, but I think obviously Man City are probably a bit of a million miles away from, from where we are. But they haven't got, what I'm trying to say is like they haven't got a position that they can rotate and the quality doesn't drop off. Exactly. So exactly. you look at Stockport County as an example in League Two, there was that photo that went oh, around on Twitter yeah. and we made a substitution, I think, I can't remember who came on. Um, someone came on, we had one substitution. They brought on three players. They brought on Nick Powell, who <laughs> was playing for Man United in their title winning season a, a few years back. You had Paddy Madden, who scored goals and goals and goals at League One, League Two, Championship level. And then I think it might have been like Anthony Sarsovic as well, yeah. who has done well at this level. Yeah. It's just night and day. It, it really is. It it's is. quite upsetting because we, we know that January is going to be big for us and we need to really, you know, uh, we need a great recruitment session throughout January. I think we need to be bringing players of the... It's make or break, Joe. It's make or break January, honestly. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's, it's, it's going to go one way or the other, and it is absolutely make or break. And if, yeah, if we don't, we, well, we, we need to look. Not only do we need to, I think we need to strengthen our starting lineup for a start. Um, and we need better quality on the bench as well. Um, it's, it's we need to get we need to get bodies in the door but not just you know anybody we need good quality players that can get into that starting lineup that can challenge the players that 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 are on the pitch um it's like you said Daz, it's it is make or break and i think if we don't if we don't spend not necessarily spend big but spend wisely and get the right players in um i think you know, there's a lot of pressure on Clem as it is at the minute. I think if January goes tits up, then it's 
it's you know maybe well the, the, fan, the fans aren't going to stick around with with Clem much longer um, if we have a if we have a shit January. Yeah, no, I I agree with those sentiments, mate. Uh, Charlie, you got your hand up waiting. Going back to the um, obviously the fatigue and stuff, mm. the play the players because of how many like subs we don't have that can come on, like we're having to use youth players and stuff. The, those main eleven players are being expected to play ninety plus whatever minutes and perform every game, whether that be Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, or just a Saturday. Mm. Look, yeah, look, it's mad. The the players that are on the pitch, they they are good, and on their day, they they can play a great game of football. We we've seen it, like. Mate, I think our starting eleven is up there with the best in the league. Oh, we have 100%, our best like, players available. Our starting eleven is genuinely frighteningly good. Absolutely, like look, Crawley seven nil. Um, the the Wrexham game stands out to me. Like even Notts County, the the um, was it the second half against Notts County where where we, yeah. we we played well. Look, we we're challenging the top teams, and we touched on it earlier. We we play well for one half and then drop off. These players can play well, and they are a very very good side on their day. But I think I think the 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 major the major problem in this side is lack of depth and just fatigue on the players. It it shows on the pitch, um, and it's it's just it's it's tough because it's still we we've still got quite a few games until January. Um, and look, this could have been avoided if if we got players in over the summer. But there's not look. There's nothing at the moment now that we can do about it. Look, maybe there's one or two free free transfers out there that that are up. To the only it. the only I'm just conscious of time. Obviously, when I move on to the next yeah. topic, but the only thing about you say free agents, mate. Every single agent of free agents is now aware that we're absolutely strapped for players. So. Any player we want to sign on a free contract, you just know their bloody wages to get doubled because yeah. they're like, well, Swindon Town are like in dire need of numbers. So yeah. you're going to end up paying twice as much as you should be for a bloke that, or a player that's not got a club in November in, in League Two or even National League and below. It's it's, it's a rough place to be. I, I really genuinely don't envy Michael Flynn at the minute. I think, you know, he's. He must be going through it in terms of recruitment and the amount of hours he's putting in and conversations, tough conversations he's having. It, it, it can't be good. It can't be good. Um, just, just obviously, we had a game last night, which doesn't help the fatigue. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to stick around on this. It's you know the JPT or the Papa John's Trophy or the bloody Pizza One truck. Oh, mate, uh, the screw fix. <laughs> Pot or whatever it is, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> don't, uh, don't, don't, don't forget Bristol Street Motors. Uh, uh, sorry, rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? How did I forget? Um, Car- Carlin, was it at one point? No, that was a leak up. Anyway, oh, yeah. could have been anything to be Stupid. fair, mate. Bloody <laughs> Dulux paint. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to ask one word. I'm not going to stick around this because there's no point. Um, obviously, the lowest ever attendance at a home game for Swindon yep. Town in like 100 years. Breaking records. Breaking records, yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask each of the panellists for their one word review of yesterday and that's all we're going to do on it okay so Ellis give me one word on yesterday meh meh alright take that mm-hmm. <laughs> Charlie average average okay Daz predictable predictable okay even Annie do you fancy a one word review I forgot what the question was <laughs> <laughs> So we had a game. We had a game yesterday. The men had a game yesterday. That it was the lowest ever attendance for a trophy <laughs> that no one cares about, and you know no one went. So give us a one word review on on that for us. Quiet. Quiet. Do you know what? No. Do you know what it actually was? Because I was training last night. Yeah. And yeah. it was the quietest I've ever heard it with a home game. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I, like I say, I, I think. Is it 699 that went? I mean, something like that. If you're one of the 699, there you go. If you're one of the 694, 
that went. Six four four. Joe. Oh mate. Coming down. Seventy eight. Seventy eight Exeter fans. Bloody hell. Right. Right. If you were part of the 6-4-4 that went to Swindon Town against Exeter City on the 21st November 2023, write it down, get a medal and put it around your neck because you deserve it. So fair play to those hardy souls <laughs> that braved the cold to watch that. Um, Ellis, let's yeah. quickly have a chat about Saturday. Um, so obviously Town welcome undefeated second place Mansfield Town to the county grounds. Yeah. Now, this is a test and a big one at that. Absolutely. Ellis, I'm nervous. Take it away. Yeah, look, Joe, like you said, it is um, up there with one of our toughest games so far this season. Um, you said there they are undefeated. Um, they have the best defence in the league, only conceding 13 goals. Um, look, they've, they've won their, their previous five league games, um, whereas we have lost. Uh, lost our four, lost four out of five um, of our previous league games with obviously a draw to Harrogate last weekend. Um, it's going to be a real, real test. They're, they're playing good football. Obviously, they got two previous town players in Aidan Flint and Louis Reed. Don't ever mention that name on this podcast ever again. Sorry. Can I? Can I quickly interrupt? Yeah. They're also ranked second away from home this season, so they have second best away form. Yeah, there you go. So look, it's oh, Charlie. It's, <laughs> um, basically, the odds are against us. Um, previous players always seem to either score or 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 play well against us. Obviously, the tall centre back um, has been scoring quite a few goals this season. Um, we I love are that quite... you didn't mention the name again. That's brilliant. Yeah. Thanks very much. <laughs> um, obviously. We are pretty weak on on defending set pieces, um, and obviously his height can can come into play. Uh, Louis Reed can obviously ping a ball. Um, in in the words of Simon Ferry at the um, at at the Paul Caddis uh, charity game, he can find a midget's cock from a mile away. Um, Bloody hell, that's a, uh, we, we do not appreciate those sentiments that it's live on air. We apologise for any uh, offence that's been caused there. That, that doesn't represent the the manner of which we like to conduct ourselves. And, uh, he will be, Ellis Holloway will be taking a disciplinary course of action. Don't worry. Sorry, everyone. Um, not 9 o'clock yet. Like I said, the odds are, the odds are against us. Um, it's it's going to be a real tough test. Um, and it's just, yeah, I mean, does, does someone want to add anything else? Any, anyone want to take over? I mean, I, I think all I've got to add is that you, you absolutely know that that big bell end of a centre-back <laughs> is scoring at the town end. Oh, and he's celebrating. He's Mate, celebrating. he's celebrating. Big time. Last-minute last win. Slide. Oh, Charlie, don't. I, I, genuinely, I don't think I can handle it. I, I oh, Makes me feel sick. I, uh, Charlie, what are your thoughts going into the game, mate? Because uh, I don't want to think about Aidan Flint scoring a goal anymore. I don't want to. You know, so I'm going to be optimistic and we're going to win 2-1. Oh, that's, that's, what, like. that's what I'm going to say. That, that is pure... TSTVL fashion. I, I, I love it. We've gone from absolute doom mongering to a 2 1 win. Yeah, Joe, look, we, we saw last night um, a change in formation. I think we played 4 3 3. So, look, could this be a change in tactics from Flynn? Um, could we be looking at a change in formation? I don't know. Um, it's. I would say it's probably more that the under-18s play 4-3-3. Um, yeah, possibly. Um, I, I don't know. I just, it's, it's just going to be a, a real tough test. They, they obviously have, like I said, they've got the best defence. Um, they've got the best defence in the league. Um, you know, we can score a goal. We absolutely can. But it's whether we can we can break down that defence. Obviously, we haven't got the tallest strikers in the world. Um, and obviously, with that big man at the back, it's going to be a test to, to um, 
I, I, we're, we're certainly going to have to change it up. I think, obviously, with Hutton putting putting the balls into the box, I think we're going to have to try some low balls. Um, and and possibly, you know, Charlie Austin's um, experience can come into play. Um, I think we need to get him on the penalty spot and just keep him there. Um, I, yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I just. I I norm. I'm normally really positive. I I normally have a positive prediction. Mm. Um, I just can't. I just. I struggle to see us getting even a point from this. Um, and I think. I, f- I think if we lose if we lose on Saturday, it's gonna. Be, it's gonna. You know create an even more toxic atmosphere than there already is um so i i really really hope we win i hope we get at least a point from here i I, i'm never looking for draws but i think a draw draw against mansfield you'd be more than happy with that um yeah i mean if if this side can if if they can make a statement and, and get a win you know break their unbeaten record then look wonderful but can I see that be, it, the most Wyndham Town thing to do is to make us sit here for half an hour and and do monger and feel sorry for ourselves and expect a battering and we'll go and win one nil. Like, yeah, exactly. With, with the Naden Flint own goal. Oh, Daz, you can only say those filthy things at, at certain <laughs> points of the evening, and it's too early. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hope so. I hope so. Um, I, I better give you a prediction. I'll, I'll yeah, give you a sure. prediction. Um, I'll I'll give you a positive prediction. This okay. Is, this is this is what in a, in an ideal world we win. I, I reckon two one. I think I think we go one nil down. Um, in the first half, we're gonna play. We, we're not gonna play. The best in the first half. We're going to do the opposite of of Harrogate, and we're going to come out in the second half and and come to win the game. That is what my heart is saying. My head is saying that we're going to lose three four nil. Um, but look, I I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Right. Well, we'll, be, we'll make it a, a two all draw then. Yeah. As an average two scores. In the middle. Yeah, uh, Charlie. What are you what are you thinking, mate? Are you thinking positive, negative? Uh, in between, two-one Flint own goal in the ninetieth minute. Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, Daz, thoughts, mate? Prediction. Um, three-one loss. Oh, nothing else said. That hurt. I felt like a dagger. <laughs> now, look, I, was, I was before we end it. Obviously, I was just making that link of Mansfield are currently unbeaten. So are the AFC Bournemouth women's team. So. Annie, just before we go off, off air, do you think that the longer it goes that these teams go unbeaten, it almost gives the opposition side a bit of a carrot to nibble at? Like, extra motivation to be able to beat these unbeaten teams and and be that fawn in their side? Yeah, for sure it does. And I think also on the, the flip side, the the team that's going unbeaten, you've you're sort of created the pressure for yourself now that you've got to keep it up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean... I, I I would always remain positive. Um, I, I think, as as Annie said, there the the onus is on us to go out there and attack them and, and be that problem. Um, but it's also an issue for them as well to have to defend this unbeaten streak. And as it goes along, it becomes a bit of a thing. So, with that in mind, I would say two nil town um, on Saturday, and then on Sunday, I reckon the girls will win two one. And I think Annie scores both goals. Ends with 51 goals. Joe gets to put his tweet out. Everyone's happy. Um, so, with that said, obviously, make sure you get down to the on Saturday for, for the men's team. Um, give Aidan Flynn absolute hell, please. I want Galatasaray against Fenerbahce vibes. I want the town end to be bouncing. I'm not saying bring Pyro, but if you have it in your pocket when you find yourself past the gates, then, you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's fair game. Um <laughs> No, that's, that's illegal. This show is never going out, by the way. This show is awful yeah. for content yeah. and legalities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, my disclaimer at the end becomes even more important. 
Um, yeah. And obviously Sunday, the girls are at home to AFC Bournemouth in the FA Cup. Uh, tickets are only £4. So please, please get yourself down and support the Reds. It's a two o'clock kickoff. Um, undefeated, AFC Bournemouth in town. We've got a chance to get through to the third round. That's one round closer to the likes of Chelsea, Man City, Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal, the likes of those guys. So it could be our year in the FA Cup. Who'd have thought it? £4 is a bargain for the quality, by the way. Mate, £4 is stupendous and you'd be silly not to get yourself down to the county ground. So please, please do so. Um, so, I mean, that brings us to the end. We're a little bit over time. Um, Annie, thank you very, very much for coming back on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me as always. You are very welcome. Uh, and my lovely panel, thank you all once again. No problem. Absolute heroes. No worries. <laughs> no problem. Heroes. No, I mean, the, the very... <laughs> no problems there. Is, I'm trying to end on a happy note here. And yeah. you, you're upsetting me all. You're upsetting me. Sorry, but, um, oh, I mean, I'll get on with it. As always, thank you very, <laughs> very much for joining us this evening. A huge, massive, humongous reminder that we are an independent X space and the views that have been expressed this evening are most certainly not representative of those of Swindon Town Football Club, nor of Tom Broadbent himself. Sorry, everyone. Thank you once again for listening. Come on, you Reds.